Hey everyone, Haley here. I am coming in at the top of this episode. Just give everyone a quick reminder that if you haven't checked out our Patreon, I would love if you could check out our Patreon. We have a lot of different uh, levels and a lot of different things that you could get for those levels. Would encourage that you at least look into it. Um, it helps fund our show. It helps us uh, work on bigger, better things. And that is exciting for us. So uh, I want to continue to see us grow. And I'm sure you guys also want to help us grow. So if you do, go on over and check out the Patreon. Another way you can help us grow that's not um, monetary is, again, word of mouth is still really good. So if you haven't already told all of your friends to listen to us, go ahead and uh, ask them to give us a listen. So with that, welcome to episode 104, From Cyril to Hero. and things that go boom, then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 104. Guys, you feeling rested, relaxed after that after that cabin retreat we took on the corporate dime? It was not on the corporate dime. It was because no. we all paid for it. And that's the corporate well, dime. Haley, as our CFO, just hasn't seen the invoices yet. Yeah, you haven't seen the invoices for for all of those white cloths. Well, oh, shit. You guys didn't take the private jet? The company jet? <laughs> no, no, we took the company car. Less, oh, okay, okay. Less than an hour away. Oh, I Ubered there. So. I Ubered. <laughs> the invoice is coming, Haley. No, it was not a, approved. It was an Uber Black. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. None of us deserve that. None of us deserve that. Denied again uh, and again. I would have taken that on the way home. Tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, speaking of a weekend where we spent all of it drinking, Steve, what you drinking? Hey, bud, um, before we went out to our little cabin retreat, I actually went on a little retreat of my own with the family. Um, this is the first episode we've recorded since then. We went to a little spot uh, in the New River Gorge down in West Virginia um, that we go to every few years. Lots of fun. Really enjoyed seeing them all again. But while I was down there, um, I really got really into the local culture. And I believe in the Mothman now. <laughs> so... Um, I went to a gas station while I was there and picked up a Greenbrier Valley Brewing Company Mothman Black IPA. Coolest fucking can I maybe have ever drank out of. It's badass. I was telling you, it, it reminds me of the Bat Squatch, Rogue Bat Squatch, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, it's a super dope design. Yeah. Nice. I, I, I had these when I was down there. Um, the Mothman is real. I'm going to drink it again. And uh, yeah, it's still good. It's great. I love it. Speaking of someone I love. Hey, Brooks, what you drinking? Oh, uh, thanks for that. Uh, uh, you, you seem to hit me with all these uh, transitions that I really... I'm just uh, trying to very butter fortunate. you up. Butter you up. Oh, okay, okay. For I kill Ickmer. Oh, no. Okay, well, anyways, I have a War Badger uh, by Miss Pallon River Brewing. Oh, is and that the one you uh, shared with us earlier that tastes kind of like a fruit punch? 
Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, Berliner Weiss, and uh, it's delicious. It's very good. It's kind of sour. It is. It's a real sweet and sour. Well, speaking of sweet and sour, hey Emily, what you drinking? That's a great transition for me because I do have a sour beer today. I'm drinking an Urban Artifact, the Gadget, which is a raspberry and blackberry Midwest fruit tart. I've had it before. It is so good. It's the right level of sweetness in a sour beer that you can still drink it and it's not overpowering. That sounds like a perfect combo. It is. I love it. Speaking of a perfect combo, hey, Haley, you, me, engaged yeah. after all these years. It's so exciting. What are you drinking? Uh, I'd like to preface this by saying um, Bipolar Pop-Tart on the Discord, I dislike you very much right now. Um, I am drinking a Matumbe's Undead Disruptor, uh, which would be made of, it's a shot of brandy, tequila, vodka, and cinnamon. Uh, no thanks is all I got to say. Um, I, I think there's been multiple times that I've ordered that at a bar. Just, oh yeah, not true, Can man. I get a, uh, <laughs> undead dis- disruptor, please. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Here's the thing. Oh yeah, coming right up. <laughs> I uh, I will also preface this with I'm really, 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 really bad at shots. Oh, so excited for the listeners to hear it, this. Apparently, I uh, nah. will feel really bad. <laughs> okay, cool. Here we go. You should have brought a better chase than that. All I have is water. I didn't want anything else. Ooh. Oh, fuck. Mm. That went a little better than I thought it was going to actually. Uh, I, I was really good. I didn't even gag. Yeah, I was waiting for the gag. I didn't hear it. No, no, no. I, I did good. I think it's because I loaded up on the peach brandy to try to overpower it. Yeah. The cinnamon sediment, though, that was not a fun Ooh. at the end. <laughs> cinnamon <laughs> sediment. <laughs> You know, it would have been a real champ if you licked it out of the bottom. But. Yeah, really. Fuck I mean, off, Brooks. <laughs> sediment, sediment, say that five times fast. <laughs> Take it through a straw, start at the bottom. Yeah, start at the bottom so you get that sediment in your mouth. Mm. Mm. Well, I don't have any sediment in my mouth. but <laughs> Doubt. <laughs> well, <laughs> fair. Uh, but I'm drinking a, a vocal cord revitalizer again. It appears to be... 24 ounces. It's not that big. It, it is. Let me drink a little bit of it, and then it won't be. It's, it's a pasta sauce jar. Okay. From I, I might be drinking out of a pasta sauce jar. That's besides the point. Can we get From to the episode, Costco. please? <laughs> you guys are... Give, give you a week off, give you a vacation weekend. This is how you treat me when you come back. Oh, man. We're going to have a business meeting after this. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Heads will roll. Oh, you're going to get an email <laughs> from the CEO. Oh boy. Do I have to do I have to roll? I think I won, right? I was yeah. the last yeah, one standing. Won. Do I have to roll to make sure I don't get a one? Is that how we do that? Yeah, let's do this. All right. It's totally not the rule. No, it's not. But <laughs> I can put bad stuff on it if you get a one. I get a 10. So put average. Oh, you're good. Average. Put average. average. Okay. I've uh, I've changed it up today. I'm rolling uh my diehards. Again, what was doing oh, the nice. handmaids, but I, I pulled out the diehards. I've been missing them. been missing those dire D20s that you can get on their website if you use the code hideous. 
<laughs> I feel like it's been a while. Right? I, I, it's been I a while. Heard that'll get you fifteen. percent Yeah, off. I think that gets you fifteen percent off. I'm not sure. I mean, you'll have to ask him. But anyway, when last we met our heroes, they were defending the last defensible position, the Dyer Shop, which has the remaining wolves of the Shutterwood inside of it. Each of you controlled your character as well as a, another character, one of the wolves, um, or in Steve's case, two of his characters, <laughs> um, against hordes of the undead. And the last horde that appeared was led by two necromancers who really made life difficult for you guys. Um, we had some skeletal champions with fighter levels and tactics. We had some Mendoran Festrogs. It was pretty cool. Fun combat, but you guys cleaned house, you made it out of there. Freya made sure there were no survivors <laughs> by shooting, <laughs> shooting the last cultist through the neck when he tried to run away. And because you did that, you find a lull. And the, the square is quiet. You can still hear over the wind the shuffling and groaning of corpses uh, and maybe even a bit louder troops mobilizing in one direction or another. But it doesn't sound like there's any fighting on the air and it doesn't sound like there's much near the square. As you think about everything that you've been through, it starts to rain and the sky kind of opens up on you those of you that are outside and thunder rumbles overhead. You look back at the building that you just protected and you can see that that those first hordes of zombies were successful at tearing apart some of the fortification you think that if you're going to stay here the night, you probably need to reboard and hunker down. So, uh, so Sawyer drops out of his rage, um, and in fact, uh, doesn't stay in hybrid form. He transforms all the way back into a tiefling. Um, he's fatigued, so he's panting really hard, and he looks at Anya. Anya. Something's wrong, and he's shivering, but it's not quite cold out. I don't believe yet. Um, and there's just like one trickle of blood coming out of a nostril. Anya would take one look at you and um, quietly call out to Freya. Freya, he's so, something's wrong with him. I I can't really tell. Can you please take a look at him? He starts rubbing his eyes like there's something in there. They start getting red and puffy, but he just can't get the itch out. I'll take a look at him. Can you get inside? This storm isn't going to help you. And I think Anya would kind of like shoulder saw still in hybrid form. It's easy. Um, or she's still in hybrid form, so it's easy to lift the lanky tiefling. And um, the three of you head inside. I don't know what the rest of you are doing. 
but the three of you head inside and it's and it's dry and you can see that um, the the remaining strong and healthy looking wolves have stayed downstairs but any of those injured or those that might have been a bit older um, you think maybe they're up up in the attic you notice like they didn't bring the kids from a hundred <laughs> into the <Yeah>. siege. <laughs> They're Fair. probably back at the farmstead, as are the very elderly, but those that could fight. Once we get inside and dry, there's no longer rain washing everything away. Freya will take a closer look at Saw to see what's what's wrong. Would that be a heel check? Um, you could make a heel check. Yes. 17. I think with a 17, you can tell that he's been beaten up. You see the gash on the side of his neck from where that skeleton tried to cleave through his head, his neck mm-hmm. and chop his head off. Um, but you can't tell why he'd be itchy or why he'd, he'd be bleeding on the inside or, or why he'd be complaining other than pain. Um, which probably makes you think that it's something else. At this point, I would allow you to make a spellcraft or, or you know, call someone over that, hmm. that could. I was going to say, Eclipse would honestly probably go with uh, this group because she does, like, she's knowing that there's some sort of uh, sickness and she still has a cure serious... Um, thinking like that she could potentially still help with some spell magic. So uh, she'd take one last look around, um, making sure that there's nothing, ob- no obvious threats, and then go in with Freya and crew. So I could do, I could easily do a spellcraft as well. Okay. Do you want to both roll or roll an aid? It's up to you guys. Freya, Freya will aid c- communicating what she found from the heal check and then trying to point out anything she thinks could be helpful to Eclipse. She aids. That is great. I got a 17 on the die. Uh, plus 11 will put us at a 28. Plus 2 will be 30. So you're aiding Freya, and uh, and you kind of call Eclipse over. And as you're continuing to examine Saw, like looking for a broken rib or something that would be making this happen, uh, you see this almost like a dark mark on his chest and saw like when she points this out to you, you realize that's where that woman touched you. Uh, and it's, and it's in the, it's like the insignia of a gagged skull, but in like scarification and eclipse. When you see this, you know exactly what happened when he says that he got touched there and you see this dark mark you realize immediately that he's been cursed. You know also that there is, uh, like, this isn't going to go away on its own. Freya, I don't know if you have anything that you can do about this, but my friend here's been cursed. That's what this is. Well, we're friends now. That's that's nice. No, it's a it's a figure speech. Oh. Uh, <laughs> cool. Freya 
already looks concerned. And with that news, her face drops more to disappointment in herself. I'm afraid I don't have anything prepared that could help you with that. All right, Anya, cut it off. No, no, no. That's your whole body. Well, like from the chest. Oh. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I don't think cutting it off is going to do you much good. Let's not be hasty. Slow and steady. I can prepare for the removal of the curse tomorrow. But you'll have to last until then. I can heal your other wounds. But there's nothing I can do for this curse. You'll just have to wait. <sighs> till tomorrow. Till tomorrow. I, I, I can't get warm. I can't get warm. And he's still shivering inside. And now he's like sweating feverishly. Um, just pulling the, the cloak that he has super tight around him. Just sweating through it. And you two notice that he's he's doing this. Like he's acting like he has a fever. And then he just stops and stares at you glassy eyed for a little bit. And then he starts like complaining again and like he you know he's telling that you that he feels sick and then just at random intervals he'll just stop and stare at you glassy-eyed. Ah, it's the classic. Can only sometimes do what you want. I don't know. <laughs> understand what you're talking about. <laughs> I think there was a there was a song that put it best saw. You can't Always do what you want. I'll, be, I'll get my loot. Sing? I'll get my loot. <laughs> I'm a werewolf for Christ's sake. <laughs> the loot's better. Jesus. Don't, right. don't, don't worry, Dad. Uh, I'll, I'll be sure to, uh, to come in with the chorus right when you're ready. You've heard it, right, son? Yeah, you, oh, know, yeah, you, know, yeah, so, yeah. you know the classic Ustalav and Jam. <laughs> Sawyer, you won't be much help for the rest of the evening. I think it'd be best if you stayed up with the other injured. You'll be most comfortable there. I'm sure Anya can help you get upstairs. I'll get upstairs when it's time to go to bed. We've got work to, to do. No, uh, Sawyer, uh... In this time, I would have to disagree with you here it's it's about being there for uh for your clan you you have to be there for them in the future not just in in this time of need but it's it's not easy but you you have to get better he puts his hand on a very shaky hand on Ikmer's shoulder. Do you know something that that that, that I didn't tell you when I first met you, Ikmer? I've heard a lot about you. People have been talking about you for for a long time. They say you've got a solid head on your shoulders and you make the right call. I'll follow your instructions. Well, thank you, Sawyer. That's extremely kind of you. And I'm able to make the right calls because I have the right, good-hearted people.
people all around me like I do now. And your clan will need you in the future to do the same. And I'll need you to help in the future as well. So just know that sitting, sitting down and getting better now means nothing to your strength and sometimes that's all you need brother just presence presence is our strength <laughs> so Anya would Anya would help Saw up into the attic so I think you know probably two of your wolves are fighting fit downstairs with the rest of the group but mm-hmm. the others are up in the attic yeah probably injured injured yeah exactly and um and you can kind of see out the attic you look out the window you see um sabriza is has has wild shaped into a duck she's keeping watch (laughs) she's keeping watch all of them she's on the roof she wants to be able to fly but she also wants to be able to enjoy the rain it's yeah (laughs) all right i Please tell me that she's floating down the like the river she's in the middle the of town. She, she's in she's in one of the gutters. She's yeah. hanging out in one okay, of the gutters. Okay. Is that how she's keeping watch all the way around the building? She's just floating around <laughs> the square. Around the the yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, the rest of you, major parts of this building are damaged. What's the plan? Matumbe never went inside. He was ju- he just started working right away. Matumbe doesn't have a hammer, but he has a book. He's just it, it's a cold iron book. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Here's the thing, Ikmer. I think you're right because if I don't go to sleep soon, I think I'm gonna lose my mind. And she shoots Ikmer a, a wink and a smile, and she said, "I think I would be better help in the morning." Tick tock. Very well, Eclipse. I, I completely understand. Uh, we'll see you bright and early in the morning. Get your sleep. And uh, the couple of wolves over there, uh, can you please help her out with her stuff and uh, make sure that she has everything and Sawyer gets up the stairs. Yeah, yeah, rebel, rebel, rebel. Yeah, of course. Oh, I didn't realize we were bellhops. Rebel, rebel, rebel. Well, do they speak undercommon? They're speaking. They're all in hybrid forms, and part of it's like wolf. They're just growling and grunting. Disgruntled employees. Just a favor. That's right. The Prince of Wolves just comes in here. I'm, I'm hey, sorry. I'm getting a tip here. Well, you know what? We could have used uh, your help outside, but I didn't quite see it either. <laughs> I'm not listening anymore. I'm taking them upstairs. All right. Well. <laughs> Middle of day for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, uh, yeah, as an eclipse would literally need to go, she would need to go to bed. So she would go to bed and as she's laying down she would just uh, start laughing until she's asleep and I don't know if anyone can recognize when she's finally asleep or not but she's asleep yeah if, if any of you were to watch she stops laughing eventually but her eyes never close 
Ooh, I don't like uh, that. Well, and that. they seem to, as you know, if if one of you like passes by to check on her, it looks like she's just following you with her eyes, but she doesn't make a sound. It's it's almost it's almost like she's you know mummy position on the floor on a bedroll. But just the slightest eye movement tracking you across the room. Nice, like those like paintings in a exactly. in the horror movie mm-hmm. on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Hi, but it, uh, can I please uh, say if anyone comes too close, can I start laughing again? That'd be great. <laughs> Anyways, sure, I, sure. I mean, it can't be <laughs> that big of an attic. There has to be like an injured or like someone else up there that is just walking by. So yeah. I was, about, I was about to make a smart-ass remark, like, what are you, some sort of haunted doll? And I'm like, oh, wait, she is. Oh, wait, that's exactly what oh, <laughs> So the rest of you, Matumbe is obviously taking point on boarding up the house. Unfortunately, it's not a grave, so no. uh, he needs a little... Takes extra time. Yeah, yeah. he needs a little help. Hey, come here, just going to pull out his uh, traveler's any tool. I mean, it's a hammer right now. Freya pulls out her war hammer and is ready to help fortify this building. She's here to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ikmer looks at the size of the war hammer and the size of the any tool <laughs> and uh, compares the two and is self-conscious. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> He swings it a little bit harder. <laughs> I just like to imagine, again, Ikmer's like using his little regular hammer, the regular old hammer to, you know, repair everything. One of the wolves, one of his wolves, because he's the freaking prince of wolves, <laughs> comes up to him and Freya shows up behind with like the massive warrior. Yeah. It's like, my name is Freya, I'm here to help. <laughs> I freaked The wolf's like, don't you feel incompetent? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know what? I can reach the higher up Place is so. It equals out. Your dad just towers over you. I'll hold that up, son. <laughs> so, so you guys, you guys, um, you begin boarding the building up, and you're probably taking care at this point to not make too much noise, like turn the lights off inside. Because you don't want more waves of the dead. Um, it's at this point that from the opposite side of the building, you hear a disgruntled duck, like, and <laughs> and you hear the fluttering of feathers and like a a strange like. I don't know what the sound of unwild shaping is. That's what I imagine it's like. Um, And Sabriza is on your side. There's something in the sky. Look. And she, she points. And you see this shakily moving shape in the sky. Make a perception check. Not... Only those awake, right? Only those that are outside. Hmm. What is it I see? What is it you have seen, Sabrisa? I should not roll a d12 when I should be rolling a d20. I got a 19. You know, I did better on the d20 than the... Or the d12 than the d20. Uh, That's going to be a a flat 30. I rolled a natural 1, so 15. 
Yeah. Ooh, 31, actually. Sorry. 31, 19, and a 15. Um, not saying that the 15 and the 19 don't see this shape coming in. Uh, and you do make out wings on it. But Matumbe gets a better look. It looks like it's part man. And it also looks injured. Okay. And it it kind of descends shakily and uncontrolledly and shatters through the attic window in just like a heap. I think I think this is the only time this entire campaign that somebody would have heard Matumbe stories like shit everybody upstairs. And so you clamor upstairs but I think Saw and Anya are probably the first to recognize this is one of your werebats. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a friend. Thank God. Uh, and, and they crash through this window into a heap on the ground. What do you do? Did he have a name? I know I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I don't think you've even, like, he's a heap right okay. now, so you probably can't Can even recognize tell, yeah. him. He's he's obviously still alive because he's still in werebat form, but you probably had you you talked about it. Oh, my yeah. bats and my boars. Yep. And yep. My, yeah. yep. So you probably had several. Uh, are, is everyone else upstairs at this point? Um, yeah, but I think it's Saw's first move. Got it. Got it. Uh, Sawyer is gonna plant his sword down on the on the ground and pull himself up, using it like a cane almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and and hobble his way over, um, but but quick with with a uh, with with uh, shit. I can't think of the word. Haste. Very quick with, with haste. Yeah, with, very quickly, but with yeah. like major pauses in between. Yeah, sits back down. Sits. Yeah, he's just like kind of stumbling, right? Um, and he gets over there and, and kind of collapses next to him and, and tries to um, turn this person over and and see what he's dealing with because he he knows it's one of his. Mm-hmm. It, it's nobody else's. And you see, as it flips around, this is uh, Cyril from your... I mean, he's he's not maybe the most notable. Like, not the, not the... I guess you might have, like, a hierarchy between the different types of were-creature. I don't know if it's, like, a group of were-bats joined you and a group of were-boars joined you, and they each had a leader or something. But he's, like... He would be one of the higher ups of the of the werebats, at least in age. He's like middle aged. Would he have participated in the battle? Yeah. Okay. Cyril, 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 and he's like patting his his cheek, like trying to rouse him up if he's like unconscious. I assume if he crashed through a window, he probably's kind of dazed at least. And you you see like the big bat like ears twitch at the noise, and his eyes open weakly, and you just get this. <laughs> And blood seeps out of his mouth. So uh, is is that you? It's Sawyer, but yes, Sawyer, <laughs> B- boss. Sorry, I'm thinking of when we first met. Very fair. Uh, we go back so Anya, long. Anya, 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 get get the get get Freya in here. And he's gonna he's gonna keep talking, but just like, come on, we we need some healing in here. Let's go. Um, but yeah, continue. Uh, so when you flip him over, 
you see the reason for his coughing up blood. He has this grisly message carved into his torso. And it just says, Sawyer, come get me. Oh, no. And as you flip him over, you see this infestation of flesh worms start sprouting out of his body. Fuck. And just like eating through the fur and unburrowing. And then they start coming out of his mouth, too. And he's he's Where dying. He's dying. Right Come now. on. She's got 20 foot movement and so she's going as fast as close possible. by. I, I should be able to heal. If, you, if you're up. Yeah. I mean, a thing crashed through the freaking. Yeah. I imagine like, it would have woken you up and, and I, you sit up like like uh, the fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> Dracula out of yeah. he's, he, I mean, he's still calling for Freya because he knows Claire, Claire, Claire. Let's go. Right. But 100 percent. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I went to bed with a cure serious. So I should be able to cure. I just can't do disease stuff. I can't see. I can't. I'm, I'm trying to find my D8. What Hang happened? on. Just stay with me. Stay with me, what brother. Happened? Oh, stay with you. me. What? Get, give me a break. I can't find <laughs> D8s. Uh, oh. Ah, ah. There it is. 20. 20 points of healing. 20 points of healing. I can't do a lot of healing stuff, but I can, you know, just give him a little bit of life. While, he, while Sawyer's just clinging to this guy, he looks up at, at Eclipse, who's just jamming this this potion down his throat, and he, he gives oh, her no, the this nod. Oh, no, this is a spell. Oh, it's a, I, I thought it was a potion. My bad. Never mind. He doesn't do any of that. No, he, <laughs> no I'm, I'm fucking around. He, he gives you the, the, like, thank you, thank you, like, a very relieved. You can see it in his eyes. He's just relieved that somebody's yeah. here who can do that. Uh, I think technically. Okay, yeah, so that gives him some help. Uh, I can't do much else. Uh, is Matumbe up here? At this point, I think you, you all, yeah. like, I'm going to say the healing staved off the infestation for three rounds while everybody came upstairs. So he takes, you healed him 20, and then he takes another 11 points of damage. And he's, like, not doing well. Like, these weren't... He's taking dexterity damage. It looks like his wings are, like, withering. Sawyer, move. Let me get a look at him. And Matumbe will, you know, kind of push Sawyer to the side. Give me a... Uh... I think this is... I mean, you could you could use an arcana, I mm-hmm. think. I think an arcana is appropriate here. I help Matumbe. is <laughs> also going to try to aid here. There is no You could use a heal. Oh, nope. Oh, okay. She did not aid. Did you? Uh, Automatically. Automatically perfect because I rolled kind of shitty. 24 total. 24 total. This seems like it's um, the spell fleshworm infestation, but it's different. Normally, it, it happens immediately. Some sort of delay effect. It seems like, yeah, it seems oh. like this was delayed to send a message. And um, there's something else you notice. Thumbs down. Like these wounds seem magical in some way. They didn't. Not, they didn't look like they closed up with any of that healing. Even with the magical healing. Uh, Freya 
she knows her healing has extra effects to it. So she wants to do a heal check just to see if there's something more she could do or do a remove disease. This is an unusual thing that I am seeing here. I don't know how I feel about this man's chance for survival. What'd you get? 17. With a 17, you know that these are flesh worms. Uh, You know that they will continue to burrow in this body. Uh, And Matumbe telling you that it's it's caused by a spell. You know that uh, it probably lasts until the spell's duration ends. Uh, Matumbe, you think, you know, this must have been a powerful caster. I think Sawyer would probably corroborate that if it was Vrood that casts this. It's going to last for uh, nearly a minute. And actually over a minute. And uh, he's going to keep taking this. He's going to basically need to be triaged during this. So you guys are getting these insights in like a six-second flash. But you know that remove disease won't help him. That was my last cure series. So Freya still has multiple cure light that she can use but she doesn't have I Matumbe also has the wand of cure light to try and, and keep it moving so I Is do this... have one more fourth level spell that I could use Is this also permanent uh, dex damage? Did we know? Yeah, I mean, this is this is dexterity damage, so it acts like dexterity damage. As in, like, he keeps, he gets, you know, he would get two every round, so right now he's, like, got, he's down six dex. But it, I, dex damage, I don't think, is our problem. Yeah, you That's can not going to kill you him. You can go to yeah, zero yeah. dex, and it won't kill him, but. He's got arthritis, but, yeah. It'll be fucked up. It'll be a bad situation, but at least he won't be be dead. Immobile. Yeah. Uh, Seeing, and now with everyone's checks, the gravity of the situation, Freya uses her last fourth level spell uh, trying to save this creature and keep him around as long as possible. So she uses cure critical wounds. Nice. 17 points of healing. Okay. Seems low for a cure crit. That does seem incredibly low. Right? 11 plus 8 is 19. Oh, I I know. That should be a 27. Sorry. 27, okay. Seems a little (laughs) better. Or sorry, 29. 29. Jeez, I can't do math. So 29, so he was healed... 49, but over the course of those three rounds, he took 11 points of damage. Um, he's definitely not out of the woods, but if you were to keep, like if Matumbe were to use yeah. charges of the wand when he looks bad, I think he would make it through this. And he does, you know, you, you only, health isn't measured in, you know, points from your character's perspective, and so you only really know when to administer the wand or if Freya's healing was good enough. So, he, so what do you think by the end of the minute? Like three, four, maybe five? Yeah, so he... Wait, get, wait till he gets down and He enough. goes unconscious. Uh, let's see. So... Whew. 
So six rounds wipes out Freya's healing. And yeah, then he, two rounds later, so eight rounds in, he goes unconscious. Um, and, and when he does, you have the wand ready. And you can see that, like, the worms are just affecting the surface. And it's as if a game is being played. Because now it reads, Sawyer, come get me, or else. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And, you know, you, you can wand him several times, and, and finally the infestation stops. And with the stop of the infestation, your healing does close the wounds. And I would, I would say for, the, for, I don't know, the last three, four rounds, whenever that flip happens where it, uh, the text rearranges itself and, and adds a, a few more characters, uh, Sawyer ent- enters a rage. He starts burning rounds of rage as he's just coursing with anger. And the night seems still. What happened, Cyril? What was, did he do to you? I was scouting the tower. Something hit me like... Hit me like a bag of rocks and I went down. Tore through my, my wings so I couldn't pin me down. And then... There was this, there was this woman, and she just, she stood there and watched. It was like she was taking notes or something. As this, let me guess, burn scars, lab coat, creepy attitude. Well, she didn't, she didn't get too close because, I don't know. He must have been her boss or something. Gaunt dude in a just skeletal armor. He came up. He started cutting me and and using my blood to to paint. And he kept pumping healing in me with a wand to keep me alive. And then he told me I needed to send a message. And it's like, I couldn't resist. I couldn't. And then he just starts, like his eyes kind of cloud. Make a sense motive check. Anyone that's a part of this. All right. Yeah. I get a plus four to see if a creature is under enchantment. Oh, I did not do good. Uh, 30 if they're under enchantment or 26. Uh, is gonna be at a 36. I'm not gonna roll for Sawyer. Yeah. Uh, Matumbe and Eclipse. And actually, even with the lower roll, like Eclipse has special insight into this. You see, as his eyes cloud over, he's under the, the thrall of a vampire. He's not himself. Get back. Get back now. 
My son, no sudden movements here. We are going to slowly back away. And he, like, he lashes out at Saul once. But then, like, his dexterity damage is such that he just, like, can't move. And you see he's just, like, frothing like a rabid bat. He's frothing at the idea of, of getting at you, but he just can't move under his own weight. And he's too injured and too damaged to to do anything. But all of these things culminate together. And it's like this was a very meticulous plan to mm-hmm. just hit you where it hurts. He's not trying to hurt Sawyer. He's trying to send that message and hurt him spiritually. Matumbe. Yes. You you know it. You saw it just as much as I did. How do we stop it? I'll help you with some knowledge, man. Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. Yeah. Ed, before we do anything, we need to restrain him. And then I will take a closer look. Right. I mean, he's still lashing oh, out, though, yeah. so like... I, I understand he's got crazy low strength yeah. or dex, but I mean, Grip, do we need to be rolling or anything to restrain this guy? No, no, okay. no. I mean, like, he literally yeah. is at like one dexterity right now. Like, he's. That's, he's, that's why I he's asked, basically, yeah. you know, it took all of his like strength and movement. He's like, he's like the highest level of drunk you can be. He has a strength to lash out at you, and that's why he is, but like. There's no way, like, he could get up. Yeah, I've never been there, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, never. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, when he's when he's restrained, let me take a look, see what we're dealing with. See if this is something the man can't shake off himself or we will need to intercede on his behalf. Um, Griff, what would you like me to roll? Um, go ahead and roll me... Anything but history. Go, roll me a spellcraft. Oh. Actually, oh. Uh, roll me a religion. Roll me a religion. Religion. Uh, uh, and then you can roll me a spellcraft. Freya's going to try to aid. If you get the religion, you can roll me a spellcraft. Uh, aids. Two aids on that. Going to be 38. Yeah, with a 38, you know that, and you've been tipped off by Sawyer, but you know that vampires have this innate ability to dominate. Mm-hmm. But you also know that it works as dominate person, the spell. And so if you roll me an arcana. I see where oh, this is going. Aid. I, I crushed it, dude. Six off the inspiration and 16 off the die. I know I got it. Yeah. You know, you, <laughs> know you got that skill. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know that. Um, I mean, this lasts for days. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's it's relatively hard to to break. You know that protection of from evil could allow the telepathic link to be broken between it and the vampire that's controlling it. Um Well, if I know that, <laughs> Matumbe will take a knee in front of him. My friend, This may disrupt your mind just a bit, but I'm hoping to shake the connection just for long enough that you can break free. And I actually do have one instance of uh, protection from evil prepared. All right. So he will touch him and burst in that phrasma to try and 
get the get the fucking undead off this guy. So the way the way I'm led to believe this works, and it's interesting. So protection from evil won't automatically dispel it, but it does give him a new save. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if he fails, the control exercised is at least stopped for the duration of protection from evil. So even if even if because this is a days long spell. Uh, he'll regain the telepathic link if this guy fails. Okay. But, um, but it'll be rounds later, right? Because you have you have what eight rounds of this, or it's actually a minute out? per level. Oh, okay. So, you, so you'll have be, eight minutes. Be, yeah, uh, six minutes with, six with my minutes, with yeah. my with my multi class. But keep in mind, Griff, it also gives a plus two morale bonus. Yep. So okay, cool. Um. Yeah, so he's he's coherent again. He doesn't seem to be lashing out at you. My friend, you told us a story just a second ago. All you need to tell me if it was is if it were true or not. That you were wounded scouting the tower. A, a woman took notes on you while another man did this terrible thing to your body. Was that true? Can't see why it wouldn't be, but... I don't think he's in the tower anymore. Oh, fuck. I don't know. But he... He told me to tell you that. My friend, you must tell me where he is. I don't know where he is. Do you have any clue, any direction? Even a cardinal direction will be helpful now. We are working with nothing. Understand, I just am looking for help. I think... Your instinct might have been to climb the tower, but there's a way below it. I think he wants you to climb. Okay. But I don't think that's where he is. Are you saying he's somewhere below the tower, maybe? Some sort of cellar, sewer, or basement? That's where I was taken. Okay. And it's not just him down there, is it? This Miss Saloom is with him as well. I couldn't say for sure. A woman? Was she? Was there a woman with him? I never saw her. Damn, that's creepy that that first story he told was just a straight-up lie, basically. Okay. All right. Clutch protection from evil. Listen, man, I, I've been I protect that I, I I prepare that every day and almost never use it. I mean, you used it last time. I use the communal. Yeah. Um, I use the communal all the time. Yeah, but not the individual. But not the individual. Yeah. That's where I was confused because I was like, I'm surprised you still have one. Yep. No, I, I got the individual, the level one one. One last question for you, Sutton. If we were to go down into this cellar, this basement, this sewer, this underground layer of Mist of Rude, do you remember how you got there? Would you be able to describe it for us? I only remember it in flashes. The un- the knocking me out of the sky part was true. Mm-hmm. There must have been some kind of 
switch or lever, but the, the stairs going up, they dropped. I don't know if it was by that that man's command or or if, you know, there there was something there. Did he say anything funny? Did he rearrange a bookshelf before going down? <laughs> Possibly pull on a light? Again, I was I was in and out. Uh, I didn't see the, you know, Mystery Incorporated kids come out of any corners. They are a telling sign of where to find these secret passages, in my experience. Was it mirrors? Well, I wouldn't know, because you can't see him in one. That's a good point, I guess. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is it's something to do with that first floor. You have to... Something has to happen. I couldn't tell if it was magical or if it was... Some kind of mechanism, but the stairs went down. My friend, you have helped us more than you know. It seems that Orin Rude wanted to use you as a pawn, but little did he know that we would turn his trap against him. You have done a great service to us and to the cause of all of the wolves of the Shutterwood. You've done a good deed here, Cyril. Thank you. Thank you for keeping me alive. Do you think at the end of this spell, you're still gonna have a connection with him? What spell? The, the one Matumbe cast on you? I wouldn't be able to tell you. I'm going to go back downstairs and start repairing the building. Sawyer, if he if he starts screwing around, uh, let us know. Just to give us a heads up. He needs All right, to be, boss. He needs to be blindfolded and his ears plugged. He has a telepathic link. He can't hear or see anything that's happening. I will say, if I am going to be a danger, I do have bat-like ears. I could probably hear through that shit. Okay. Where can we take him? Just try to be helpful. He wouldn't know where we are already. It is too late. I'm not worried about that, but the plans that we want to create based on this knowledge? We couldn't do anything anywhere near him. Fair enough. Do we all speak a different language that is the same? <laughs> uh... I, I've got a few. I've got quite a few as well. Wow, interesting. Do you guys both have dwarven? <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. How about orc? <laughs> How about shadow tongue? <laughs> what about polyglot? No, nobody has. Okay, that. so I think that's a no. This one. That would have been I got cool. a missile. Oh, neat. Yeah. We so you talk. two could talk. Uh, Varesian? Yeah, That's yeah. a pretty common one. Yeah, Varesian. But yeah. yeah, he might know that. Probably does. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the language around Ustala. Oh, so what? You still have your st <laughs> you still have your senses about you? Do you speak Varesian? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> All right. He didn't actually say that, but I said that. We can also still like write stuff down. And, are we? Like, are we yeah, you can you know, like we talk could just downstairs. Be in a different room. Yeah. No, yeah, you <laughs> could, bat -like, like ears. I think if you plugged his bat ears. Then maybe you'd be okay, okay in a different room. 
All right. That's always so. The other you, thing you that's could very, ask him to transform back into human form before he. Oh, I didn't think. I thought he. I had assumed. Well, the other thing that's probably going to happen, or at least Ikmer would suggest, is that in the morning, after the storm rolls over, and uh, when we do eventually leave this air, like this. Uh, I don't know, wherever, this inn that we're staying? I think that's... Yeah, it's a dyer shop, but... Oh, okay. All right, well, after we leave this shop, he's probably going to be going back to the woods to, like, back to safety with everyone else, all of the other gravely injured, to regroup with the rest of the clans, and we can talk after that. Yeah, I think um, after you guys discuss for a couple minutes, it becomes the the... The decision isn't necessarily made for you, but he falls back into his like he the, yeah the protection for me his will save was not successful. That's what I that's what I figured. Okay, so then we'll just do things in the morning after he's either transported away because he's not gonna be any help. Here. I still think we blindfold him in general. Oh yeah, yeah, clog up every yeah. ear and have him transform back to human and. Is this something that remove uh, magic could... You could dispel it. Dispel magic, yeah. yeah. You could dispel it. I don't think... I mean... Difficult, you though. You can do it now, but... Yeah, yeah worth it. Not, so, yeah. We've, we'll got, it. we've got a plan. Let's just let it ride. Yeah. Sounds great. He's, yeah, he's, got, he's got no decks. He's not going to get restoration. He's going to recover one dex a day. Even after five or six days, he's going to still be, like, not strong. Right. He's Rickety. fine. Not, yeah, I'm not worried and about there's a, it. Yeah, there's other people there to at least make sure he doesn't die yeah. for whatever reason. All right. So um, Sawyer will stay upstairs and do what he was told and try and get better, but Matumbe's going to go back outside to start repairing again. I don't know who else joins him. Eclipse was sleeping or trying to. Eclipse will go back to bed. Eclipse is already uh, boarded up the window that got crashed through. <laughs> Freya takes her warhammer and will offer it to Matumbe, saying, I think I'm better suited here, tending to the sick, making sure everyone's gonna be okay for the night. You can take my hammer. It might be more efficient than the book. It will be unwieldy in my hands, but it will certainly do as a good tool. I could not wield it on the battlefield like you do. But to board up a few windows, I do not think this will be an issue. All right, so you guys are boarding up the windows. Yeah, Edgemar would uh, like he'd probably like make sure that some people have some extra or the extra injured have blankets. But he's uh, he's not good up there. You actually find like there's a because this was a dyer shop. Like there's, there's tons of, of there's like yeah. spools oh, yeah. of fabric. So. <laughs> You can definitely you could definitely get enough to cover everybody. Sawyer's not not going uh, cold. Right. No, he feels like he is. <laughs> yeah. He's just he's just in a full burrito situation. Yeah. <laughs> when you wrap your cat in a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's that's where we're at. Ikmer and Matumbe outside, yeah. hammering away at some windows. You know, uh. Matumbe, Sawyer 
brought up uh, something that I thought was, well, very, very true. And that was that I have good companions around me and I'm able to make good decisions and I I think he's trying to say that family means a lot and wherever we might find ourselves uh, you always have family in me and Matumbe will you know, he's boarding up a window or something, and he'll, he'll look back to Ikmer and give him a, a big Shaquille O'Neal smile. Um, Ikmer, you know most of my story, and the parts of my story that I haven't told you, you may never hear. But if there's one thing you know about me is that I am a man of family. I treasure... The roles and responsibilities of people coming together, bound by blood. And although we may not share blood, I am... He looks down at himself. I have no tusks. My skin looks very different than yours. We're not even the same height, not even close. But it's not merely blood that makes family. It's trying times, and working through those trying times together, and coming out the other side, and staying together. That is how you know if someone is in your family, is if they go through the worst of times with you, come out stronger and stay by your side. You have done this to me. I think I have done this for you. No matter where we go... No matter where life takes either of us, you will always be family to me. Well, thanks, Matumbe. It's certainly not been a surprise to anyone that we don't have uh, a lot in the blood family uh department before that is before I met my dad and another thing that you showed me when I wasn't a hundred percent positive I I had any left was was trust and that's something that I I can't thank you enough for it Probably wasn't easy to say, uh, to sit next to me at Zokar's bar and, and have, have those drinks and walk through town, uh, with me. And so that, I mean, walking back to Ustalov as where heads are literally coming off, it, you showed me that it's deeper than anything that I can really explain. And you've also become this 
this father figure to me that I really didn't have quite before. And whether I'm leaning on you physically or uh, metaphorically, I, I know that I'll have your shoulder and it's so nice to know. And Matumi looks back to him. Ikma, I have... Still have... Two sons of my own. One day I would like you to meet them. I think that the three of you have a lot in common. I'd like that. And... I... Definitely... Would like to... Become a man as you have someday, and well, and maybe maybe you've got some uh, spiritual guidance to show me. Well, now that you mention it, <laughs> and he opens up the book. <laughs> but uh, trying to be as uh, spiritual as possible, that I know that we'll never say an official goodbye mm. it's I'll always feel love for you in my heart and soul if you were to say goodbye to me Ikma I wouldn't accept it because there is no farewell in this world I, a piece of me will always be with you and a piece of you will always be with me and this is true in this life and the next. Maybe there will be a day sooner rather than later. Later rather than sooner where we part ways. But we will never really be apart. And if we never see each other after that day in this life, well then I can assure you we will see each other in the next. I'll see you again. In this life, Matumbe. Well, I look forward to that. And I think he goes back to, uh, building up the walls. And Rickmit has been building up the walls, too. And, um... Away from you two, giving you space. But when he realizes you're done, he he comes up to you now, Ekmer. Son, I think you and your friends, you need to do what you set out to do here. You need to cut the head off the snake. I don't think if we're going to make it out of this city alive that we can come with you the rest of us we've got to break another hole get out if you fail it's the end of all the people in there I put my trust in you you gotta trust me and Sabriza 
maybe even some of the devil wolves to get us out of here. But there's something I want you to have if I don't see you again after this. And he pulls out a pendant. And the pendant, um, it's ornate. It's, it's this gold pendant with some ruby inlay. You know, before your mother drove me out, she gave this to me when we were together, when I thought we were in love. She gave this to me to remember her by. And now I wanted to give it to you to remember me by. And he hands it to you, and as you kind of... You get it in your palm, you see that it, it's, it's got this stag on the front, and it's kind of wreathed in leaves... And the stag, you can tell, has, like, these puncture wounds in the neck. And that's where, like, there are these small rubies. Um, and you can tell this is valuable, but you're likely not sure why. All right. He's he's not going to look into it too much, but he'll continue looking into his father's eyes and say, <laughs> "You think I would uh, run away from a fight like that? That's uh, we we might have a little bit more catching up to do. I'm absolutely absolutely going to make sure that." Uh, this rude character and Dr. Saloom uh, don't do any more harm. But I I do have to trust you, Sabriza, and Sawyer together to lead these people out into safety. I'll be back for them. And I'll see you again as well. And this pendant is is beautiful. I, you're a part of my life now. It's it's very touching that you would give this to me, but it's it's in here. And he will hold it up to his heart. We've, we've got that. We've got, we've got more than just, just this, but I'd love to hear more about it someday. Hopefully we get the chance. So you put it on? Yep. Okay. So he puts it on, um, and you guys finish boarding up and enter the, building for the night Matumbe you see this pendant sure I do make me a knowledge nobility uh 
that's going to do it. Uh, it's going to be a 35. This is the sigil of House Veerholt, noble house of Ustalav. Specifically, the stag depicted with the bitten shoulder, the bitten flank, is a symbol of Prince Andriatus Veerholt, the last Prince Veerholt. And he was the bastard son, the last alive, as House Veerholt was the noble house that fought against the Whispering Tyrant. Ekma. I have seen this reference before in many texts that I have poured through. You may think that you are a Zardo, and, and you are. A good part of you is. But you are more than that. You, my friend, are royalty. You are a Veerholt. One of the last Ustalavan households who fought against the Whispering Way. I had read that they had disappeared. But this does not appear to be the case. If your mother truly is who Rickmit says she is. And the last thing you know, Matumbe, is that Prince, Prince Andriatus Veerholt saved his lineage by not directly confronting the Whispering Tyrant, but by forming an alliance with the Zarni to create the Prince's Wolves. Well, that adds up. Beautiful. <laughs> that adds up. Beautiful. And with that, I need you guys to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. Oh, yeah, definitely saw that one coming because I knew it. <laughs> <laughs>